I'd like to welcome our first sponsor to the official Do Good Better podcast, and that is DonorDoc. Listen, as a nonprofit, DonorDoc knows that you wear many different hats, and that's why they are here to help you make your life easier. DonorDoc helps you connect with your donors on a deeper level and provides you with the tools to become the ultimate fundraiser. There are other instantly cool features too, but we know connecting and staying connected with your donors are high on most of your priority lists. Hey, guess what? DonorDoc is so awesome, and I'm telling you, so awesome, that to everyone listening, they are giving you a 100% discount off your first month. That's right, 100% off. It's absolutely free to use for your first month. All you have to do is use the referral code DOGOODBETTER, and you're set. Again, DOGOODBETTER. It's simple. It's easy. Head to DonorDoc.com to learn more and get started. Hey, thanks, DonorDoc, for being an official sponsor of the official Do Good Better podcast. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Patrick Kirby here, host of the official Do Good Better podcast. Uh, We are talking to small nonprofits doing great big things. And this is, again, uh, part of our episodes this week, talking with, uh, with individual organizations on how they're dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic crisis. Now, we've got a first for the actual official Do Good Better podcast. We have a return guest. If you have not uh, listened to episode three, you're missing out because uh, Mr. John Valentine uh, is with us. He is the CEO and founder of Operation Phantom Support. Uh, he was a wonderful guest, so get your butts back there and uh, and listen to episode three. But if you haven't, well, John, welcome to the show. How are you? Again. Hey. Thank you, Patrick. I'm glad to be back. Um, so for those of uh, the audience who have not listened to the former episode, why don't you give kind of a 5,000-foot view of what Operation Phantom Support is before we dive in. Okay, sure. So what we are is we're an active military veteran and first responder uh, day-to-day living assistance support. So we help their families with day-to-day living assistance. We provide a food pantry, a birthday cake program, Christmas toy program, backpack program, school, car repair program, tire replacement program. So just a whole bunch of things that happen to military and veteran families and first responder families throughout the month to help try to make their life a little easier month to month. So paycheck to paycheck, things are a little easier and we can help provide them some things to take a little bit pressure off the families for about a money, how they're making, how they're making their income work and all that stuff. So it's just basically a, to help us, the families of these soldiers, veterans and first responders have a little bit better life. That's all it is really in a big picture thing. I love it. And it was a great episode and I think you're going to learn a lot when we go back and listen to it, but we're talking about kind of current crisis, right? We talked many months ago, the world's changed in the last three weeks, four weeks um, here locally, uh, here in the States. So why don't you give kind of a highlight reel of how you have seen uh, this COVID-19 uh, crisis kind of affect you and your community as it stands now? Well, it's affected, like like Patrick said, it's pretty much affected all of us, right? We've got the shelter in place kind of thing where we only need to be out of for essential and da-da-da-da. Uh, I know for us, for instance, our food pantry normally runs every Thursday and Saturday from 10 to 2. People come in the building, they walk through our pantry, and they get food. Well, because of the pandemic and the episodes of things that are going on here, and to kind of accommodate what the city and the mayor and the the county want, we've limited, we've cut back now. We only open on Saturdays. And the way we're doing it now is people will just drive through the alley behind our building. We set everything set up there. They just get in. We load it in their car from They never have to get out of their car. So we're keeping that personal space safe. We're making sure that the food and all our food care, all our carts, our crates, our boxes have all been sanitized and wiped down with chlorine, bleach, and da-da-da. So 
we've made every effort to make it possible for people can still come and get food from us uh, and other things. But now we have a different system. So instead of them coming in our building, going through and walking through, getting face to face with everybody, they're just driving through the alley, checking in. We're bringing them back, putting their trunk in their back seat. They just they never have to get out of their car. They never have to interact with us. They don't even have to roll their window down that much and say, yeah, back seat or roll, and then roll it back up because we're just trying to keep it as safe and, and be respectful to everybody in this space. Uh, we've had to close our thrift store. Uh, so we had had to make some challenges and some changes and do some more social media type things. Yep. We, we just came up with a new way to do a, a fundraising with our, with our text messaging system. So a lot of things have had to change, but as an old soldier, we adapt and overcome and we try to find the gaps and spaces where we can still be beneficial to folks and still be uh, a family to them or where we can be there for them to help support them with whatever they need. So that's, that's the biggest challenge. I think for all of us out there in the nonprofit sector, no matter what our nonprofit is, you got to find that little crack in the armor that you can still do something, even if it's just getting online like we're doing now and just do a social media blast about what you're doing for the community still and keeping people informed. Because that's, even though the information is kind of overwhelming right now with the amount of verbal, verbal diarrhea that's out there about everything that's going on, it's still important that we get our message out to our followers that they can see what we're doing. So that's probably been the biggest challenge is just making sure we're keeping everybody informed of how the changes are working, but we're still open, but we're limited and this is how it's going to work. And I'll be honest with you, 99% of the people that come to us have been super receptive to it. They've been very excited that we're still even open. So that's that's the benefit that we're still providing those services. So, yep. And I think I think one of the interesting things is that you, even though you're probably not considered, but you're front line to this. You know, yep. you're front line to this uh, pandemic because you're providing services that without you, there are a lot of families that don't have food or can't get to a store or can't get things that are they the basic needs. You're it a is. basic needs organization that is yeah, we, front line. We were, identified, we were identified by our mayor and the city and the county that we are still considered an essential. So that's why yeah, we're like, I only have, like I right now I have six staff members here with me today. We only have, I keep it below eight, just the essential people I need to work. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still making all the requirements to make right. sure that we're inside. But yeah, we were identified as we're still essential because we're still feeding, you know, thousand you know a couple thousand people a month helping them provide food so uh yeah we were considered us us fortunately we were considered that so we can still like my trucks out there loading food right now we got food unloading right now because tomorrow's the pantry day uh, uh-huh. and i got my six or eight volunteers on there setting up all the boxes and crates to give to everybody so uh it's it's been a challenge but it's it can be we can still work within it we just got to stay positive and understand where are the gaps and what we can do i, I kind of like I, you're riding the gray area a little bit still because you're kind of uh-huh. if are you legal not but you got to do what's right for people in the end. And I think that's what people appreciate is when you're trying to do right for them and their families and, and the community. And that's what they appreciate. So that's what we got to do. One of the things you mentioned is ingenuity and keeping a top of things and adjusting on the fly. Again, ex-military, you do this all the time. This is a no brainer for you. But uh, for those of us in the nonprofit world, the small, medium sized nonprofits that are listening today or individuals who want to help are looking for groups on how to pivot. You found an interesting way to still make revenue uh, during this sort of pandemic time where I think a lot of people are just sitting on their hands and not doing anything. Talk a little bit about your text message strategy and right. how it affected you positively. Well, so I, I, I was cruising along Facebook one day, you know, not you know, doing my normal Facebook, you know, doing the little scroll through, right? I saw this thing and I'm like, hey, what's this? So I checked it out, da, 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 went to a webpage. So I met up with this young man named Keith and he walked me through their system, how it worked, the cost and everything. I said, okay, well, that, that's reasonable. We can but can we try it? I said, yep, I'll give you a free trial, the whole nine yards. He said, we did a free trial. That's, this month I got a free trial. So we tried it on the 24th of March. We sent out a text message to like 1,300 of our current and past donors. So people that were already in our system that kind of knew who we were, we kind of wanted to make them aware that, hey, we're still open, but we need to raise a little extra money because our store is closed. We're, there's revenue not coming in. For us to be able to stay open, we need it. So we sent the text message out. Now, 
I was flabbergasted, to be honest with you, because I've done the email campaigns, I've done the social media campaigns, I've done the yes. direct mail campaigns, I've done all the basic, what we used to do in the nonprofit world when we all started. But I've learned after the 24th of March that there's a new way to do this, and it's a much more effective and rate. Because here's what Keith taught me. Text messages have about a 97% open rate. Some text messages you get, they don't open. They just think it's not me or whatever, boop, they go. But 97% get open. Now, out of that 97% that opened my text message, 100, and I can track this because I use Biddy to shrink down my, my website thing. So, But Biddy tracks how many people actually clicked on that link. So out of that 11, that 1,300 people I sent to, 144 people or whatever clicked the link. And out of that 144 people, 55 people made a donation. So if you start doing the, the demographic math on that, it's the percentages are mind-numbing how high they were at the success rate of this. doesn't seem like it would be, but think about an email. You know, you're a lucky 20% of people open up your email. Right. I got 97% of those people to open the email. And then, a, and then another percentage clicked on the link to donate, at least to check it out. And then out of those people, some people donated. They're holding that thing in their hand, Patrick. They have, you have yours right now. I have mine right now, right? Text message come, you're going to look down real quick. What's that? You might not open it, but you're going to look. Oh, I'll look at that in a minute. Right. That's our nature now. That's our culture now. So what I would tell everybody, if they're interested, they can reach out to me directly. I'll put them in touch with Keith and let them get the demo. I'll, I'll hook them up. I'll make sure, Patrick, you got all my contact info. Sure. They can reach out to me, and I can get them to Keith, and, Keith, and I can make sure Keith gives them the same discount he gave me, and I'll square him away uh, because he's not going to know him, blah, blah, blah. But plus, Keith said if I get him to him, then he's going to work with them anyway because I'm sending him to him. So let your people know. Just reach out to me, and I'll get them in touch with Keith, and Keith will get them set up quick. I mean, literally, they can take the same day. The, the great thing about this is that it, it, this pandemic is actually getting people back to the basics of communicating yeah. with things that they never used before, right? This right here is money. You know, this this is, is it. Because everybody has one now. We, right. Even my father, who's 70, 70, 60, they have one because that's the society we're in now. Um, it's just like when app computers came out. Everybody was slow, but then everybody had a computer. Then they got laptops. Now we got smartphones. We, gotta, we have to adjust to that. Yes. Environment we're in now yep. and make that happen. So yeah, I'll definitely I think it's great. Have, and, yeah. and here's and here's something that you can do too. And and we talked about this a little bit before we launched on on uh, uh for the, to hit record on this thing. Yep. Is that if you're doing text messages, constantly asking is something that you can't do. You gotta give them updates in between your asks and exactly. so that's strategy that's to my, what, yeah. Right. Me and you just talked about it. So my next text message is sent out to the same 39 people is gonna say thank you for your support. Thank you for taking the time to look at it. We appreciate you. Here's what's going on with us. If you want yes. to go here to our website and check it out, or here to our Facebook page, check it out. Not asking for anything, just giving them information. Yep. And then in a couple of weeks or a month later, I'll text them again saying, hey, here's what we need right now. Can you, can you support us? Yep. And it's just going to be building that rhythm out. Because I know me personally, I have over 20,000 phone numbers and email addresses that I can use. So you think 20,000, I send 1,000 a week. That's 20 weeks of different people. There's only 52 weeks in the year. So that's half a year's worth of donating. And you're asking them specifically. And I only ask for, I'll be honest with everybody out there. I say, hey, could you spare an extra five bucks? I didn't yes. say me a hundred. And then I left it up to them when they got to my website. They could do five, they could do 10, they could, or they could type in what they wanted to give. I had some people do a hundred, some people do 50. So it's really about your image with your, your followers and people. Because what you're reaching out to is you're reaching out to people who already know you. And that's what's more important. These are all people that are either already donating with me currently or current, donated with me in the past, may no longer be at Fort Hood, but they remember what I did for their family. So they're like, yeah, I'll give them five bucks. It's only five bucks. Yep. But see, a thousand people gives me five bucks. How much money is that? It's five thousand bucks. That's a whole month's worth of me operating costs almost. It's almost my whole operating cost for the month as far as the administrative side, the, the mortgage and all that. Then that keeps us open, which allows us to keep doing our job. So that's what we explain to people. You're right. You follow up the next week, you send another text saying thank you and 
here's the information of what those donations did for us. And here's what, what we're doing this week for next week. And da, 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 da. So yeah, it's, important. it's, it's keeping donors engaged in ways that they're not in it. Everybody's online. You're, you're watching this online. You, you click through it to an online thing. You got it. Everyone's online. It's saturated now. So how do you differentiate yourself between other organizations? And what I think you found out is something great. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're, you're, you know, kind of sharing that trade secret because getting back to what used to work, and what you abandon as an organization, which is picking up the phone and calling and text messaging and people, that is the new route that's going to differentiate yourself between everybody else. Yep. And the scary thing is, is you can even imagine if you can do that in Messenger on Facebook, you can message the people that you have. So you just have to think outside the norm. You got to get away from what we're talking about, that, that dinosaur age, we're sending out letters or we're sending out emails. That's it, that we're done with that. That stuff's over, guys. I mean, honestly... Yeah, it's good information. Send your newsletter out, whatever. Some people open, whatever. Okay, but your newsletter. But if you're trying to engage, you're trying to engage people. You need to text them now, or you need to message them. It, you need there's to, there's informative, yeah. Because this is the other thing great about this textual thing. If I had the person's first or last name, it'll automatically say, "Hey, Patrick, it's fan support team." Blah blah blah. Yeah. You can t- you know you can edit it, and even has a follow up. You can let it last for two days, and it's only good for two days, and it comes off their phone or whatever. So there's a whole lot of things with this program and stuff that's really. I mean. It, a thousand bucks in like six hours, bro. I almost, I almost fell over. I just couldn't believe. I wanted to believe it, but for ha- I was like, I, I lost my breath. I like literally lost my breath. I'm like, oh my god! And it was only a thousand people, and I got like twenty thousand email addresses. If I'd have sent that out to everybody, but I didn't want to because I wanted to pace myself and make sure it worked, and it worked. So, for yeah. those of you out there, just reach out to me later. Patrick will put my link on there later on in my email. You guys can reach out to me, and I'll link you up with Keith and get you squared away if you're interested in it for sure. I love it. Well, as as always, in, in every one of these podcasts, we do all the links in the in the show notes, and and uh, and I'm and I'm so glad to talk to you again uh, because uh, one of my favorite uh, podcast interviews. So glad that you're doing well, and so glad that you're adjusting. And you can kind of tell right away that this is these are the kind of individuals who are going to do well in, in in crisis because you know military crisis. This is all you deal with all the time. And I'm yes. so glad that you're doing what you're doing. And how can people get a hold of you? You know, if they're just listening and they're just sort of all in the right. backdrop. They want to help Operation Phantom Support. How do they get a hold of you, and what do you need from the public? Well, right now, from the public, based on where we're at, you know, we just need monetary donations right now, or maybe a sharing or, or sharing our information to people who are interested in supporting veterans and, and first responders and soldiers. Because uh, I'll tell you right now, Fort Hood's got a lot of soldiers on quarantine right now that just came back from Germany or just came back from Korea, and they need, like I had a unit call me yesterday, needs toilet paper, they need whatever, so we're getting them some toilet paper because even the military supply chains, they can't order toilet paper because all the toilet paper is gone. Right. So they don't even have access to that stuff. So people got to remember, even though they're military, they, no, they can't because they order stuff through the same supply channels that all the rest of the country do. They just have different contracts with it. But the whole point is they have to order toilet paper from wherever too, and they got to get it. So they only get what they can get. But, uh, and if you want to reach out to me directly, just info at phantomsupport.org is our email address. And that way you can just put in the subject line, Hey, you know, you want your interest in the text and in, texting information or whatever. And, and I'll reach back. I will reach out to you personally directly and link you up with Keith and get everything squared away that you can get started with him. And then that way we can get everything pushed so your organization can be successful. Cause I'll be honest with you. I'm one of those nonprofits. That I don't have competitors. I have partners because I don't care if your nonprofit is helping people with cancer or do it. If I can help you help those people, I'll do it. I have a young lady here that runs pink warrior angels. She's amazing. Her name's Julie. Anytime she needs anything from me, all she's got to do is ask. And she's the same way with me. If I need something for her, she helps me too. So it's about building that, that internal that internal build because do good better is the perfect mantra for nonprofits helping other nonprofits. Not about asking me for money. Don't ask me for money, but if you need me to put on my social media, you need to put on my webpage, you need me to do something to let people know what you're doing. We should all embrace that 
because then we have each other for that the next time for whatever we're doing. So that's, that's my big send to all of us out there is reach out to your fellow nonprofits that you know, and you guys become a conduit for the community that can be successful because all of us do a little bit of different stuff. But if we're all talking to each other and communicating with each other, what we're all doing, it's going to make the, the pandemic is going to get less and the, the, the support is going to get wider because we're going to be have more people out there supporting each other. So just remember that. Work with each other. Don't consider yourself competition, even if it's about money. It's not about money in the end. It's about the relationships you're building with the people you're helping. So just remember that. I love uh, interviewing you because you take every word out of my mouth and just say it yourself. And it's the best yeah. thing in the entire world. I got much deeper. I got them uh, Scott, thank you so much for uh, being another guest on the show on the yeah, uh, no. Better Podcast. Uh, we we love what you're doing. Thank you so much. We'll put all the information in the in the show notes. Uh, and again, if you're a small, medium sized nonprofit, look to someone like Operation Phantom Support and say, what can we do to mirror their image of giving more than they expect to receive? It's the mantra that's going to keep individuals like uh, like our guests, uh, John Valentine, CEO and founder of Operation Phantom Support, the uh, the head of the game. Thank you so much for being a guest uh, once again on the official Do Good Better podcast. Two times are great. There you go. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.